welcome to this edition of Michael's Weekly Perspective Podcast. This is podcast episode 34. In this podcast, I'm going to give you some updates on what's new with the podcast, and then at the end, we'll continue to listen to the interview that I did with Grace and Olivia. That's all for this edition, and stay tuned! Hello listeners, it's great to be back with you once again on this edition of Michael's Weekly Perspective Podcast. This is podcast episode 34. Hope this week is good with you listeners. I know it's pretty good with me. I have a four days weekend this week because Monday is Martin Luther King Day and our school is taking that day off. So I'm currently enjoying my four days weekend. To get hold of this podcast, you have two ways. You can either call the listener line, and that number is 404-923-0115. 404-923-0115. You can also send an email to me at m-u-n-n-m-i-c-h-a-e-l-6-8 at gmail.com. m-u-n-n-m-i-c-h-a-e-l-6-8 at gmail.com. I can't believe it's almost a year since I started podcasting, and time sure do fly. In this case, I would like to say thank you for those of you who take time and listen to this podcast and offered me feedback. Without you, this podcast would not be great, and I am very grateful to celebrate this one-year anniversary that will be two weeks. I decided to host a party on Zoom. And this will be recorded, so if you would like to listen to it, it will be distributed as an archive. If you can come to this meeting, please call the listener line. The number is 404-923-0115. 404-923-0115. You can also send me an email, and that email address is M-U-N-N, that's my last name, Mun. M-I-C-H-A-E-L, my first name Michael, 68, the number 6 and the number 8, at gmail.com. In the subject field, please be sure to put down reservation, so this way I can send you the Zoom link. Another update for this podcast is that I have started a Facebook group that's the same name as my podcast. The group name is called Michael's Weekly Perspective Podcast Listener. If you can please join the group. This is the group that I connect with the audiences. One more thing before I switch subject. I also created a survey on SurveyMonkey for you listeners to fill out. This is a survey that I would like to know how do I do for this one year as a podcaster. If you can fill that out and submit it, that would be awfully nice. It's only four questions. I want some honest feedback from your audiences. That's all for this week's update. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and let us continue listening to the interview that I did with Grace and Olivia. I can also remember my first day of school in 2014. I remember my mom and my sisters, they all came to the school with me. When we drove to the school parking lot, once I'm out of the car, I saw someone waiting for me, and my mom asked whether she can take a picture with the assistant 
along with my three sisters. After we're done taking pictures, my mom, my sisters, myself, along with my assistant, we all went to the school. The first place that I visited was the auditorium, and I saw my homeroom teacher. At that point, she also told me that she will be introduced me to her class, and next thing I know, she did. And then we all went to a classroom. That's how my first day of school started. During third period at the auditorium, my homeroom teacher introduced me once again, saying that I'm from China and I'm the only blind student. Before she introduced me, she actually asked the entire sixth grade, "Who is the new person in Clark County?" And I immediately raised my hand, and she noticed, and she began saying, "Oh, Michael Mon is from China," and blah 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 blah, and you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. I didn't get that much of an introduction to my class, but Me like either. they they basically like they basically about my class was like, oh, there's a new kid here. Okay. The teacher, what they usually do is they usually go around the class and ask every child, say, okay, what they like to do and what they like, you know, and things like that. So uh, then I really didn't understand what they were asking. So when I stood up. <laughs> And the teacher asked what I like to do, and I said I like to pack the table. That's a funny story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, my listeners will definitely find this podcast episode interesting for the year of 2021. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a drum roll because Grace loves padding tables. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! You know, during lunch break, I was in the middle. Me too. Yes. When I was when I was um there. I at least had like four or five people like following me. Like for example, like I would be on the playground, and I would at least have like like people would basically fight over each other for who wants to help me. Now it's my turn to help her. <laughs> now it's my turn. <laughs> so <laughs> that's funny. And back to what I'm trying to deliver. So basically, at lunch table, they all ask me a lot of questions. Says, you know, what's China like? And do you miss China? And those same old questions that they sometimes they still ask me nowadays. I basically said, "Oh, I do miss China. China is a great country." I just told them. Ever since then, I was surrounded by mostly girls. This is one thing that I have to say. You know, I have a good reputation in front of girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, next year, I was in school at a different county. Every time when I when I'm out of each classroom. The boys or girls would basically uh, say, "Is that Michael?" And I said, "Oh, hey, my, oh, hey, Michael!" And then they're all out of the classroom and basically sit or stand on each side to let me pass. So, oh yes, yes. When like when I was in America, like when I had my birthday party when I was like ten, like and I invited my class. Basically, everyone came to my birthday party. Maybe like two people didn't make it, but like everyone came. <laughs> oh yes, the birthday party. And I'm glad you mentioned about it. I was just saying that it was just it was just kind of like based off of people gathering around you. You know what I mean? Oh yes, yeah. So when I entered home, I kind of told my mom, saying, "Oh my, those star girls, they, they like <laughs> me so much." <laughs> <laughs> what did your mom say? Oh, she kind of said, you know, that's cool because you know other boys,、uh, they make mess, and you are very calm.、Aww. Yes, 
indeed. I know. I totally understand what that means. That's nice. You know, you know, girls, you know, like a lot of boys are kind of loud and you're kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, I'll be quiet. <laughs> Basically, I eat and then I sit until I am allowed to go. And the girls, they all like to sit in front of me or sit beside me. <laughs> I have a table just for myself at Loudoun County, Virginia. My table was the first one when you enter cafeteria. So I don't have to walk anywhere. All I do is sit. <laughs> those people will come to me like, Ma uh, sees light. Yeah. This may not be a proper comparison, but... <laughs> I do. Yes, it is a right comparison. I yeah. do. I do. Yes. People will get what that means. A moth that is attracted to light. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Another difference is that I have noticed between American school and school for the blind in China is that, like, after you're done with lunch, you have an hour of social. You can use that hour to uh, do your homework from morning classes, or you can choose to social. But in... American school, that once you're done with eating your lunch, that the next thing you do is go back to class. Yes, I've noticed that too. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Another thing is that like with American school is that like after lunch, you have to wait to dismiss you. But in China, after you, you eat lunch, you can just go back to your class or you can go to the library and go to anywhere you want, like, you know, in the school. Yes, you and I used to go to the school for the blind. When we were done with our lunch, we just put our bowl in front of the cafeteria mm -hmm. on a tabletop and they will clean it for us. And we go to the school building. We can choose to be social or do our homework. Yeah, but... or play with your friends. <laughs> oh, yes. Or reading in the library. Mm -hmm. Basically, you can go anywhere, but you have to go back to the classroom at 1.20 p.m. Yeah, like when the bell rings, you have to go. Yeah, 15 is when the bell rings, and then you have five minutes to get ready. And wow. Yeah. You, you still remember the time? I didn't, I forgot the time when the bell rang. Good for you that you remember the time. <laughs> still so remember. You, that's one thing that people tend to admire me for. They admire a lot of things that I do. They admire that I can run 26.2 miles. When I was 15 years old, I run marathons. They also admire that I can play 12 musical instruments. My mom, she calls Olivia and I her walking and talking calendars. <laughs> Do you take any electives in elementary school? In elementary school, they, they basically had no electives except, a, which, which they call it a special, which is art, gym, and computers. So they call them specials instead of electives um, because you had to do them basically. Um, which was, that was the hour that um, was basically like your fun, something fun that you could do, but that's basically it. Yeah, same with the middle school. Okay, all right. Do you girls take music uh, class in school? Sadly, no. <laughs> yeah, they have band and I really wish I could join band, but my mom will not let me. And I would hopefully um, hope that I will be able to join um, some sort of music at our school because our high school really does not provide that much with uh, music and I want to major for music. 
and that's gonna be hard because there's really nothing in our school for music except for band. When I was in middle school, I was assigned to taking band class because I played 12 musical instruments. At that point, I only played eight, mostly Chinese flute, like four flutes and four and four other instruments, like drums, piano, and a little bit of metal flute. When I moved to the state, I basically asked whether I can play in band. At that point, they don't know how to teach me, so I have to learn by ear. But I do know how to read music braille. That's one thing that the School for the Blind in China taught me how to do. We have a vocal class and an instrument class in the School for the Blind in China. But in vocal class, we learned how to read music braille. So I am fortunate that I learned music braille and also learned how to play the bamboo flute in China. That's how I'm able to take band in school. I have also noticed that singing is also one of your hobby. And when you do get training from your instructors, how do you learn the music notations? What our uh, singing instructor, she what she usually does is, Olivia and I would both, uh, we would have a duet that we would sing. So, um, first of all, we would have to do warm-ups on our voices, which is very common. And when um, it is time for us to learn, uh, she really doesn't teach us that much things about notation, like notation about music and things like that. So what she really does is that she kind of like knows that we can learn things by ear. So, so she would basically sing the notes for us and the and read us the words and go over with us so that we would kind of have to like sing like so she would play the notes and sing it with us one time um and then she would um play the harmonies together and we would have to sing the harmony together um so kind of basically mostly by ear so do you know how to read braille music I was, we were introduced to braille music at a camp, but to put it in simpler matters, not really. I have to add some input. I know the sign for each note, but it's kind of hard to determine the key. In Chinese uh, music braille, they usually tell you what does do equals. For example, if this music is in key of F, the book usually tell us that do equals F and they also told us what's the beat yeah english braille music all you do is guess you have to yeah, guess yeah it is hard and the times i mean actually not the time signature but like i think the um i thought i remember one of my camp instructions saying that you have to basically look at the flats that i have on the english braille music i don't, I don't remember what she said but it was kind of it was really hard to guess the key. <laughs> oh, yes. And it's also hard to find the flats because they don't label it that clearly for me. What kind of singing tips that you have found useful when learning vocal from your instructor? For singing, she has um, like taught us some exercises that we can use um, to like help us breathe through our diaphragm. I mean, like she says that we should breathe and um, like not like breathe um, and not have your stomach like 
kind of um, sucked in, if you know what I mean. So we have to kind of breathe, like let our stomachs go out instead of suck in so that your sound will come out instead of kind of back in your throat, if you get what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I have learned from my vocal instructor in China and at this place called Bethel. For those of you who don't know, Bethel is an organization that fosters uh, kids from all over China. Uh, they foster kids from orphanages who are visually impaired or have other disabilities. And they teach, I mean, they teach them how to read Braille and basically be independent. That's how I learned some of my skills uh, before I came to the state. Yes, we, I, I got some experience with a music teacher in Bethel as well. And that's where I met both girls. We're about to wrap up the interview. And as we end this podcast, do you have any advice to share with uh, my listeners or listeners listening to the podcast? It can be any advice. Um, what I mostly thought of this week is, um, when you, um, for advice is to be happy, um, all the time and live your life. Cause I know, um, COVID is still going on and, you know, act like that COVID is not there and just keep on, um, you know, living your life as you have. I hope you get what I mean. So basically, you are trying to say, be happy and live your life the fullest. Yes. And when you gave that advice, I can totally see that in you. Very nice advice. As we end this podcast, the girls would like to sing a tune for you listeners. So, girls, please carry on. It only takes a spark to get a fire going. And soon all those around can warm up to his glowing. That's how it is with God's love. Once you've experienced it, he's brought it love to everyone. You want to pass it on. Folks, this is it for this edition of Michael's Weekly Perspective Podcast. And thanks, Grace and Olivia, for coming to the studio and have an hour of chat with me. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, we really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun talking to you. And I hope this episode is interesting for the uh, listeners that will be listening to the podcast when it's released. Oh, sure, definitely. And no problem. Thank you for submitting your contributions for the Christmas episodes in December. You're welcome. Folks, this is it for this edition of Michael's Weekly Perspective, and bye for now. Mm-hmm.